The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Good morning. It's Thursday, the 27th of July in London. This is the Bloomberg Daybreak Europe podcast. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Coming up today, concern from Jeremy Hunt's team of top economic advisors that the Bank of England might cause an unnecessary recession from hiking interest rates too far. Meanwhile, the Fed drops its forecast of a recession in the United States as it hikes interest rates to the highest level in 22 years. And a warning from Britain's Met Office that says 40 degrees Celsius summers could become the norm by 2060. Let's start with a roundup of our top stories. Jeremy Hunt's Council of Economic Advisors think the Bank of England might be hiking interest rates too much. Sources tell Bloomberg that a majority of the seven-member council worry that better-than-expected inflation data suggests a serious slowdown is coming. The former Bank of England Governor Mervyn King shares that view. And I think it's quite possible that having lost control of inflation and therefore having lost a good deal of credibility, that central banks will see that the safest course for them is one of overkill now so that they do bring inflation back to two percent and if they carry on for the next six months or so tightening monetary policy it could well be that they generate both a recession as well as a a sharp fall in inflation Although not on the Chancellor's Council, Mervyn King's interview with Bloomberg's Merrin Talks Money podcast was cited by one senior government official as being considered within the Treasury. Now, the fears around the Bank of England's hiking cycle come as the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates to the highest level in 22 years. The dollar dropped on the news and the Dow Jones notched up its longest winning streak since 1987. Chair Jerome Powell leaves the door open to further rate hikes and says that a cut in 2023 is not on the cards. I would say it is certainly possible that we would raise funds again at the September meeting if the data warranted. And I would also say it's possible that we would choose to hold steady at that meeting. We're going to be making careful assessments, as I said, meeting by meeting. Powell's press conference doesn't mark the end of the flurry of central banks. Turning next to the ECB, where President Christine Lagarde speaks later today after their interest rate decision. Investors fully pricing in another rate hike from the central bank, with a focus turning to the path ahead as the governing council weighs sticky core inflation against weaker economic data. Bloomberg's Maria Tadeo reports. Now, the European Central Bank is expected to increase rates by 25 basis points, taking the deposit rate to 3.75% as it continues its most aggressive hiking cycle to date in an effort to tame inflation. Now, beyond the monetary policy decision itself, the focus will be on the press conference and any hints we may get from the head of the ECB, Christine Lagarde, in terms of the future path for rates going into September. In Frankfurt, Maria Deneo, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. 
Turning now to results from France's largest bank, BNP Paribas, reporting better than expected net income in the second quarter of 2.81 billion euros versus estimates of just over 2.5 billion. The bank reporting, though, uh, lower loan loss provision in the second quarter of 689 million euros, uh, as had been expected, a figure of over 800 uh, million euros. Also a slight miss in terms of their FIC sales and trading revenue for the second quarter. Uh, the figure there coming in at 1.13 billion expectation had been for 1.16 billion euros. Okay, now from European banks to US tech earnings. Meta shares climbed as much as 8% in post-market trading after second quarter sales beat, exceeding analyst estimates. The company's new video feature, Reels, is successfully enticing both users and advertisers to its social media platforms. Meta's CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, also commented on his company's new platform and Twitter rival, Threads. I feel like we're, we're getting to a good place on that with threads. Uh, there's still a lot of basic functionality to build. Two years once we get to the point where it's at hundreds of millions of people, if, if assuming we can get there, then we'll worry about monetization. But, I mean, that's basically the playbook that, that, I'm, that we're focused on. And that was Mark Zuckerberg speaking after Meta gave a rosy outlook for the current period. The British billionaire Joe Lewis has pleaded not guilty in a New York court to charges of insider trading. Bloomberg's James Wilcock has the details. Joe Lewis is accused of abusing his access to corporate boardrooms to pass on inside information to his friends, staff on his superyacht, personal pilots and romantic interests. The owner of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club has been charged with securities fraud in the US. He pleaded not guilty and was released on a $300 million bail package secured by his yacht and his private jet. The Tavistock Group founder built one of the world's biggest fortunes, taking big swings in public markets with his major bets as a currency trader. Lewis's attorney, David Zornow, said the US government made an egregious error in judgment charging his clients. In London, I'm James Wilcock, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. OK, those are a few of today's top stories for you this morning. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. I thought that this report from the Met Office comes at a timely point. It's absolutely pouring in London. Uh, last year's record-breaking heat wave uh, in the UK, so above 40 degrees Celsius, is going to be considered normal, apparently, by 2060. But it's not just that. We all understand, don't we, that the, the temperatures in the UK are becoming warmer, wetter and sunnier. But the issue is that climate change, according to this Met Office report, uh, which has just been released, um, is actually happening more quickly than it is in other parts of the world. Not exactly sure why, but it's happening faster here. Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, this question that we could be looking at the the 40 degree temperatures that we had last summer as being the norm by 2060 and even considered a cool summer by 20 by 2100. Uh, I mean, it's it's quite frankly, extremely concerning at a time when we're talking about, you know, if we look at what's happening across southern Europe as well, and that's 
you know, sort of weather events that we're seeing more mm. frequently now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it goes very much to sort of government policies and um, the idea that, you know, the commitment to net zero by 2050 may be softening, maybe, you know, the evidence of how difficult it might be to achieve that is becoming clear. Um, I think to have that sort of report, also the kind of stark issue of how the climate changing is affecting the UK. I think it's very interesting for the Met Office. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, let's get more detail now on our story that advisors to the Chancellor, Jeremy Hunter, concerned about the Bank of England going too far in raising interest rates and pushing the UK into an unnecessary recession. Our UK government reporter, Joe Mays, joins us with the details now. Good morning to you, Joe. These are members of the Chancellor's Economic Advisory Council. They include the likes of former Bank of England Chief Economist Andy Haldane. What have they been telling Jeremy Hunt, according to your reporting? Yes, it's important to stress these aren't members of the government, but what our reporting shows is that there is a consensus view in this council, which is that the Bank of England might go too quickly in terms of rising interest rates uh, in the coming period, and that could overdo the inflation fight and risk triggering a recession. So that's a, it's a view that's developed in that advisory council, and senior officials from the Treasury are taking that seriously. So that, that's what our reporting shows. Yeah, I think it's an absolutely uh, fascinating bit of reporting. And the advisors include Andy, Andy Haldane, but also Anna Valero for the London School of Economics. You've got the chair of GSK is one of them. Um, P. Jim's uh, Sushil uh, Wadwani is also another. Karen Ward from JP Morgan Asset Management. I mean, these are very interesting and influential figures. Um, what's their reasoning in your view, Joe Mays? So I think their reasoning is that it looks like inflation is on the way down. And if you look across the Atlantic, you can see the numbers in the U.S. coming down. I think there's a view that U.K. is on a similar path. And their worry is that given that, if interest rates do keep going up and there's that lag effect the way in which interest rates actually affect the economy, then we could end up in a scenario where inflation has come down by a significant amount come at the end of the year uh, following the US and then the interest rate effect kicks in and it goes too far and we will have gone you know, beyond what's necessary given that the inflation effect has been cooling. So yeah, that, that's their reasoning. Now, Rishi Sunak and Jeremy Hunt have repeatedly backed the Bank of England's efforts to bring down inflation. Does this open the door to a potentially more critical approach uh, from the government? Well, I think it's important to stress that the Treasury keep saying, uh, and, and they tell in, in response to our story, they said that they are fully behind the Bank of England's approach, and that, that, that message has been consistent throughout. So there's no kind of public divide here with, uh, with, with Governor Andrew Bailey. But in terms of where there might be more critical approach, you know, in this very difficult world of how does the government communicate with the central bank about whether it wants to change tack, they're very wary of being seen to interfere with the independence of the bank. So if there is going to be a change of approach, it will be very subtle. You know, Jeremy Hunt has these private meetings with the governor by Andrew Bailey, maybe in that, in that kind of forum with the nod and the wink, this kind of thing could be talked about. But yeah, it, it's very sensitive how, how governments communicate with their central bank. Yeah, absolutely. Politically, though, a recession early next year would be very badly timed for the government, given uh, when we need to have a general election by in the UK. Could that mean that they put pressure on the Bank of England over interest rates? I mean, that's exactly the issue. You can see the, from, say, Jeremy Hunt's perspective, if he, if, he, if he agreed with that analysis of the Economic Advisory Council, then he would be very concerned that that interest rate effect could hurt the economy in a way that really damages the electoral prospects of the Tory party. So what do you do about that if you're the government? You know, I think, I think that is when we are in that world of 
using some kind of discrete method to perhaps convey a slight concern to Bank of England that maybe they might want to get a little bit slower. Yes, you can see the Conservative Party and Richard Chance government perhaps doing that, but without being too overt about it. Okay, Joe Mays, OK Government Reporter, thank you very much for that. Yeah, absolutely uh, fascinating uh, look into the government, uh, the UK advisory group worrying about Bank of England uh, risking overdoing its inflation fight. Let's turn our attention now, though, to the Federal Reserve, which has raised interest rates by another 25 basis points to the highest level in 22 years. And Chair Jerome Powell left open the possibility of further hikes. Let's go to our economy editor, Jill Deeses, to talk more about the Federal Reserve raising interest rates by 25 basis points to the highest level in 22 years. Jill, good morning. Thank you so much for your time. The market reaction overall, though, has been pretty muted uh, to uh, Chair Jerome Powell. At the highest level of interest rates in 22 years. Some attention being paid to Powell's comments that inflation wouldn't come back to target until 2025. Yes, yeah, so I think that the um, initial muted reaction was really just because, again, I think as we've been talking for weeks, this hike has been baked in for quite some time now. But yes, I think that those comments were certainly the most hawkish thing that he said, that idea that inflation is not returning to the 2% inflation goal until 2025, because what that ultimately implies is that even though Powell said the Fed is going to stop hiking rates in advance of reaching that target, uh, that still implies that those rates could be higher for longer. And so that's now, I think, what investors are going to try to bake in when exactly um, are those rates going to start coming down? Certainly doesn't look like it's going to be by the end of this year. Jill, what about the outlook for the US economy and all of this as well? The, the idea of a recession forecast being dropped? Yeah, so I think that at that point, it's, um, you know, sort of adding to some of this positivity we've seen on the outlook uh, from a lot of investment banks recently. What Powell did was, um, you know, sort of say that the Fed is pushing back uh, that um, recession forecast. We're not going to see something this year um, at at this point, uh, even though we're looking at some cooling data um, on the labor sector. There's still um, quite a bit of resilience there, um, still some spending data that seems at least, you know, somewhat positive. So, yes, it does look like, um, you know, just as we saw the IMF raised their global growth forecast uh, just a couple of days ago off of the back of some more positive U.S. data that seems to be uh, some some positive news for the U.S. outlook going forward. Okay, that's interesting. What about the data then to come today, GDP, personal consumption expenditures and initial jobless claims? Yes, so what we're ultimately likely to see today is a slight acceleration in real GDP growth. That's according to Bloomberg Economics. Uh, but what they're also saying is that consumption growth was probably going was probably still modest in the second quarter. Um, while uh, um, you know there's some released pent up demand for spending on cars and travel and entertainment. Ultimately, uh, what we're seeing is that consumers likely uh, increasingly were cutting back on discretionary good spending. So we'll have a better look at some of that spending data in particular once that data comes out later today. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha 
for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.